the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1220 KDOW is proud to present the podcast of Real Life Lending on Money 2.0. Now here's financial services expert Eric Elovsky-McKay. Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. My name is Eric McKay. You're listening to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. And today we have friend of the show, Jessica Couch, Realtor Extraordinaire. Hi, Jessica. Good evening. You know what? Uh, today we're going to have some fun. Um, I know everybody's probably driving after a long day of work, and we're going to open it up because we got a lot of response last time to some text. We're going to open the text line up. I like it. You can text your real estate and lending questions to 925-203-5808. Again, 925-203-5808. You can also use that number to call in if you want to get live on the radio and ask Jessica and I our question. This show was created about three and a half years ago because of my frustration about the real estate industry and all the miscommunication and misinformation that's out there. Uh, So this is a place for you, the consumer, to get your straight answers about what's possible in our real estate market. Right, Jessica? We hear hear people come sit down with us. Well, my aunt told me. A lot of that. And I see people missing out on the market they could be part of right now due to misinformation. Absolutely. This show is all about educating you and educating ourselves. I've been doing this 27 years. I'm still learning about this business because it is a fluid industry. And if you're not living and breathing the real estate industry like we are, Uh, seven days a week, you're going to miss something. So this is a place uh, to come, ask questions, and have some fun. And again, text us some questions. We've got some some text left over from last week's show we're going to get to. But uh, we are in 2016, and we think this is going to be a great year for real estate. Right, Jessica? It is so far. We have seen just just the volume. I've seen people hitting their 50% of their annual total already in March for the year. Uh, and I think that, or their annual sales projections, I right. think that that's going to kind of set the cone for the rest of the year. I know that we're still in a tight inventory market, right? We are very little out there. And I know that, uh, that, you know, even though we live in our microcosm in the Bay area of real estate market, that we are kind of, uh, think we're protected from outside influences. And, and yes, we are. San Francisco is the number one, um, market in the, in the country right now, but we still have, um, sometimes some hurdles in certain demographics, right? I would agree. Uh, let me ask you a question. Um, can you make money in this real estate market? Absolutely. I think we have a client in escrow right now that's proving that to be true. That's right. We have a Bay Area investor, a longtime client of mine that actually called and wanted to buy his first investment property. And obviously, if you listen to the show, you know Jessica's got all these back pocket listings, especially she's a, she's a specialty in multi unit. And why don't you tell us a little about this this transaction because we're almost ready to go to docs. Yeah. Oh, this is exciting actually. So we found a property, um, listed at 249. We ended up in escrow at 245, negotiated some repairs for seller to do. And the current rents, it's a duplex, current rents were 725 on each unit. Um, we are projecting 950 per side. Right. So he'll make a decent amount of profit off of the this property working out. Actually, he's making 1900 in rents. Uh, principal interest tax and insurance payments with 25% down is going to be about uh, $1,380. So it's going to be positive about 600 bucks a month. Which and is terrific. Day one. 
Right. Okay? And I know that's tough, especially in the real estate market uh, in the Bay Area, to find. And what was the purchase price again? Two forty-five. Two forty-five. And we have repairs in that, so we're getting pretty much everything we needed to have done done. Absolutely, I think that works out to be right around an eleven percent return on investment. Uh, and I think that those opportunities are still around if you know what you're doing and you buy right. And I think that's the most important thing is identifying the correct properties because there's a lot of not so great properties out there. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think part of this is I'll meet people and they want a single family residence, which if you have that in your in, in your idea for some specific reason, absolutely. I want to help you realize whatever your goal is. But more times than not, single family residence is not going to be the way to go for the best rate of return. It's going to be duplex, fourplex. Plus you spread your risk on right. a multi-unit. You know, how, how many, how in reality, how often are both size is going to be on a duplex, going to be um, unrented. So you're going to at least, if somebody moves out, at least you have some half your rent coming in, right? right. So it's great to hedge your liability. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that first-time investors sometimes stumble into on a really tight market or where inventory is low is, you know, they get frustrated. They get making offers. They're not getting accepted. They're getting outbid maybe by a cash buyer. So they'll just throw offers out. And identifying the correct property is really an issue. And, and inventory is tight, especially in all nine, nine counties uh, within the Bay Area, uh, National or the California Association of Realtors. Um, and you got to remember the key word here is MSI, Month Supply of Inventory. The nine Bay Area counties increased to 3.2. So we got a little more inventory compared to 2.4 in January and 2.8 about a year ago. And that means about, so the inventory is about 2.8 months of inventory. Is that, that what that means? Sounds correct? correct, yes. So now we're up to a little over three months. Um, but what it's causing people to do is actually start looking to expand their search farther away from major cities because they're tired of all the, the tight market and they're tired of getting outbid. Um, like home buyers in the Bay Area are, you know, looking in Contra Costa County or Solano or Sonoma counties rather than San Francisco. And those of you that are listening in Southern California, um, they're moving to Riverside, San Bernardino, or Central Valley, where inventory is a little more abundant and affordable. Seeing that as well, I am. I am with buyers right now from San Jose, looking in Tracy. And they are listeners to the show who yes. we're working with, and uh, and you know, it actually gets back to a test question I kind of wanted to to hit on and. Uh, yeah, where is that question here? Um, I'm currently lit renting outside the city. I want to buy. I have uh, friends that commute a long way in order to buy. What's the max distance from work I can purchase? I heard 60 miles. Is that Ooh, true? That is a good one. So it kind of mimics, uh, almost identifies to our, our clients, um, uh, that actually called from the show and currently in contract. And, and, and the rules are as there is not a rule. Okay. I know that everybody thinks that oh, I've heard 75 miles. I've heard 60 miles. I've heard. Um, uh, there is no determining set mileage distance in Fannie, Freddie, or HUD rules as far as how far away from work you can buy a primary residence. What is more importantly is how we present the file, and it has to make sense. Um, and uh, in this case, they're working in San Jose. They're buying in Elk Grove, correct? Correct. Brand new home being constructed. Uh, and so that's one of the misconceptions out there. There's not a set rule, but... I mean, we might want a letter from your employer acknowledging that they understand that you're going to be commuting or maybe you can telecommute so many days a week. Uh, but it has to make sense. I have a neighbor, and I live up the hill uh, on the way to Tahoe, who commutes to Santa Cruz. He's a firefighter. Wow. And he commutes to Santa Cruz, works three days, three 24-hour sh- shifts, comes home for four days. And so, again, if it makes sense, and this is what XX Mortgage is all about, is common sense underwriting. And as long as we can get the loan insured by whatever product we're using, um, it, it really is that simple. But it takes a good loan officer to package it, present it, 
and make sure we have supporting documentations to let those happen. So a lot of super commuters are called, right? Yes, but I do know I had a trouble uh, years ago with another lender who would who wasn't able to approve a file for somebody doing the same thing, working in the Bay Area and moving into Elk Grove. And it became a real big mess, and they end up losing out in a property. So I think it's so important to have a lender that does know the guidelines, that does know the rule, that is going to go the extra mile for you because it's the difference of getting a house and having this blow up. Absolutely. I think that that's the most important thing is that making it understandable. Now, if you have three properties in the Bay Area right down the street from your office and you're all of a sudden wanting to move 80 miles away, then it might shed some questions for the underwriter. But if you don't own any other property and and uh, um, we are, uh, it makes sense, right. then it, why not submit it? I think it's doable. And I did my homework before we actually even submitted the file, talked to an underwriter. One of the benefits about being a bank is I can call the person that's going to actually approve the file, ask them these questions. So, hey, it looks like we have a caller on the line, uh, Venket from San Mateo. Hi, welcome to Real Life Lending. Hi, thank you for taking my call. I just Hello? have a couple of quick questions. Hello. Hi, welcome to Real Life Lending. How can we help? Hi, I just had a couple of quick questions, please. Uh, sure. I bought a, a single-family home in Mountain House in 2013. Uh, do you right. think it's time for me to sell and lock in the profit? So are you currently in an investment property or are you currently living in the property? No, it's an investment property. Did you buy it right? That's the big question. I just... I just put 20% down, 25% down, and rented it out. Okay. okay. Um, I'll, Jessica, that's a realtor question. I would like to speak to that. Sure. I have uh, I have some folks in a similar situation, um, and the amount of equity that they have in the property was astounding to me. They bought it in 2010, so I think it would make sense to look at you know what you purchased it for and what... Um, what the market's doing in that particular neighborhood right now to see if that's the right decision uh, and then decide what you're doing. You know, are you reinvesting what are you doing that? Yeah, right. that's that's the finance guy in me. Uh, are you going to be 1031-ing uh, the, the profits to another property or are you going to be cashing them out? That's that's the big question. Uh, I would uh, I would want to do a 1031 exchange because the property is a little far out, so I'd rather buy something close by somewhere in the Bay Area if I can uh, do that. Uh, so that was what I was thinking. Absolutely. It makes great sense. And, and you know what? It kind of seems to be the trend. I have a, a client uh, in the East Bay that owns four or five uh, four, uh, multi-units here in the Sacramento area, and he's actually selling them all to purchase something closer to him so he can manage it himself. So I think it's a great idea if it makes things easier on you uh, and you get the right price and you're working with the right agent. Okay. okay. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yes, I just had a second question also. Thank you so much for the time. You know, I was just wondering, we take uh, tax deductions from our uh, from our primary home, as, uh, and I also take a tax, tax deduction from the rental properties also, like the investment mm-hmm. properties. What is the loan amount beyond which I cannot take a deduction? Well, it's not, you know, you're probably take depreciating the investment property. That's probably That's what right. your CPA is doing correct? That really doesn't have anything to do with your loan amount. So he's depreciating the asset. I think it's 27 and a half years uh, that he's depreciating that asset. Plus any any additional cost or expenses that you'd incurred during that 12-month period is, is what my That's understanding right. is. Obviously, I'm not a CPA, but I would certainly ask him. Uh, and again, when you're looking to sell a piece of investment property or an asset and making sure you're doing a 1031, talk to your CPA. 
uh, we can refer you to some good 1031 companies because it has to be, it's a well-oiled machine. It's got all these balls in the air. You've got to identify a replacement property within mm-hmm. 90 days. And okay. I know that's something that we can definitely help you do. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much for taking my call. I love your show. Oh, thank you, sir. Have thank a great you. day. Well, again, uh, those of you that want to call in any questions, give us a call, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. Now, you know, that's that's, uh, that's a good question because people are out there. They're thinking, hey, do I cash out? You know, there's a lot of rumblings in the market. Are we are we, uh, are we at, a, at a peak? Are we going to start falling? We've had five, six years of good profits. Uh, I really don't see that happening. What about you? I really don't see it happening either. I think we're in a really good spot right now, and, and like the call we just had, I think there's so many people that did purchase right in 2009, 2010, um, even part of 2011 that got a really good deal on a property that now have a great amount of equity. Sure. So if they are going to sell, it's what are you doing with that money? You don't want to pay capital gains. You want to be able to reinvest that money and either be closer to home or make even more money on that and, and make that you know spin off of that and have sure. even more coming in each month. And you know, I used a, a longtime client of mine. I helped him purchase seven. Seven multi-unit properties up here during the downturn. He's cashing. He bought them right. He's cashing them all out. And he's going to cash out and buy a $2 million 12-unit commercial property, wow. residential commercial property down in the Bay Area in the East Bay. And it's a great move for him. Uh, he, he lives close by. He's able to manage it himself. Great move. And it's more comfortable for him in his out, long-term outlook. So great question. Thank you for the call. All right, folks, we're coming up on our first break. I want to thank everybody for listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220. We'll be right back after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. And today we're going to have some fun. It seems to be working. We're getting a lot of text questions coming in in our open line, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. Jessica, I want to take some time to reintroduce yourself. Tell everybody a little bit about you. We kind of got right into the show before. Oh, thank you. Um, full-time realtor. I do residential property, of course, but I also really enjoy helping people with residential income and making making money with your money. It's my favorite thing to do. Sure. I think there's just so much you know, miseducation out there that people get tied up in that and they're afraid to make a move. Absolutely. So it's so wonderful when we meet people, as we often do, that, that do have the money to make so much more money. They just need some guidance. And Absolutely. It's really rewarding and helping people. And that's what the show is all about. Um, and one of the things, a little bit about, uh, we kind of, Remind everybody, new listeners out there, Essex Mortgage, we've been in business about 29 years. We fund about a billion dollars a year in residential real estate. It doesn't make us a big box bank, but we're very thankful for that. We make all lending decisions in-house. Not a lot of layers of management. Things get done fairly quickly. And we have some some really cool, innovative products like our grant program for down payment assistance. And the income limitations are really high compared to most of them out there. I had somebody just uh, bought a $408,000 house. They got a $20,000 grant that they never have to pay back. So those are the cool things that we can do. We have bank statement programs. But we also have some great jumbo products for the self-employed borrower that that uh, other banks don't might not offer. So, you know, give me a call, work with me. My best part of my job is, you know, I'm the Northern California area manager for Essex Mortgage, but the best part of my job is sitting across the kitchen table and talking about real estate and helping you buy that first house, that second house, or that 20th investment property and working with great agents like Jessica who really understand the process and know uh, how to be a team player because we talk about it all the time. You're only as good as the team you have, right? It is so true. And one of the things that uh, all our listeners can do is send me, if you're in the middle of a purchase or refinance transaction, send me 
your good faith, your loan estimate. Send me real estate questions. We'll pass them off to Jessica. And really, uh, here's two things happen. We're going to tell you, hey, this is a great structure. You're doing great. I'm going to call and offer that loan officer a job. Or we're going to tell you, you, know, you might be able to do a little bit better, and here's why. And I've got a great example. We had a caller call last week that was ready to purchase uh, with an FHA loan. He was ready to sign his disclosures. And it was great. It was a great, solid program. I said, look, you know, if it, if, if it looks solid, I, I would I would sign it. Uh, there's nothing better I can do for you. But I just happened, and he happened to make a statement in the call that, you know, he just got back from active duty. And I was well, so you're a veteran. Well, why are you using an FHA loan? Right. Um, he said, I don't know. Nobody ever asked me. Uh, so, it, it, and that's a simple question that everybody should ask, but something simple like that, it's going to save him like $8,000 in upfront mortgage insurance premium, uh, that's by switching amazing. To VA. and those are the kind of things. It's just about asking the right questions and making sure that, uh, we're finding the right programs based on your needs, not any particular bank or loan program that the bank's selling that day. And I think that's what makes it really important. I think that is really important. So, uh, again, any questions, give us a call, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808, and uh, give us a call. Or you can also text to that question as well, that uh, that uh, same number. Um, Jessica, what are you seeing out there right now? Well, if anyone's looking for something at $100,000, I know this is a question I get all the time when I work with folks from the Bay Area. They'll say, you know, my, somebody told me there's properties for 100000 I say, no, there's not. But today, there is. What there is got? one that just came on, 99000 It is a short sale, which I realize short sales are irritating, but at 99000 So um, this is a duplex. Each unit has one bedroom, one bathroom. It is just under 500 square feet. And market rent on this is going to be right around five. Per month per side, ninety nine thousand. Now we have to realize we're going to be waiting sixty to one hundred twenty days for the bank, but ninety nine thousand. Wow. That's incredible. So what's your mortgage at ninety nine thousand? Twenty percent down. PITI around yes. five hundred bucks or under. I mean, it's awesome, it, and you're making a thousand. That good number. Yeah, and th- those deals exist, and especially if you're buying cash flow. And and as the market changes, I think that you know the, the markets change from the flip. You know, you still see the shows on TV that they're flipping, and you can still buy. You know, I've I've got investors that are not going to the steps anymore because they're paying retail at the mm-hmm. step county steps on foreclosures. The ones that are around, but the ones that they're making their money on are the high end homes. Those are still available. That is the only market, in my belief, sure. that you are going to make money on in this market right now. You're paying too high of retail, so it's it's. It's really changing the market from those that thought that they were going to be investors and go out and make a flip happen. They're just not happening at that lower level where one could make money. It, the game has changed a bit. Well, here, I actually got a uh, text question, and he doesn't have his name here, but how much money do I have to put down on an investment property? It's a good question. Um, investment properties, conventional financing will require a minimum of 20% down. Um, you'll get a little bit better pricing if you put 25% down. Uh, there used to be the home path and the home ready pro- pro- programs that allowed 10% on investment, but they're hard to find. And the, the, pro- the program I don't think is around any longer. So 20% is the minimum. Um, if you're looking at something more commercial oriented, uh, anything over four units is then considered a commercial loan, not a residential loan. Uh, and that would become uh, an institutional con- uh, uh commercial loan. And, and then it's all based on debt service. How much income does that property produce? Normally, the minimum down payment is going to be 20, 25%. And the property usually has to debt service, meaning that it has to receive 
income of 125% of its normal operating expense. So you have to have a 25% cushion of income to expenses on a commercial property. And when you're applying for a commercial loan, the more you're still looking at your financials as the as the borrower, but more importantly, the the financials and the income production of the subject property is more important. And I know that's a, that's that that kind of uh, warrants a whole show on its own because I think it's really unique. Is like I mentioned earlier, we've got residential uh, buyers now moving into the commercial side. Right, they're cashing out. They want to move something up, you know, long term. And um, if again, if you, I do commercial loans all day long, if you guys have any questions regarding those, give us a call nine two five two zero three five eight zero eight. 925-203-5808. You can text that number as well. I'm here with Jessica Couch. When we come back, we're going to continue talking real estate. I want to talk about the best month and day to list your home when we come back, Jessica. Can't wait. All right, folks. Thanks for listening to Real Life Lending. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Real Life Lending. We're your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance and real estate. My name is Eric McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch. And we've got Alicia on the line. Hi, Alicia. Welcome to Real Life Lending. How can we help? Yes, hi. I was listening to the show and I got excited. Jessica was talking about a duplex for 100000 99 <laughs> Isn't that funny how that happens? The phone, yes. phone lines lit up when Jessica says talks about real estate. 99000 <laughs> I'm, I'm just starting the process. And I want you guys to talk about what our, my credit needs to be because I have challenged credit at this point. You know, do okay. I have to pay all my bills now or do I need to, you know, do I wait? Well, that's a good, that's a good question. I think that kind of, kind of, there's a lot of people out there that where do I start is, is kind of the yes. biggest question we get. And Alicia, the, the first thing is to, to let us see where our starting point is. And one of the, cause that, that way I can advise you. I've been looking at credit reports for 27 years and, and it gives me an opportunity to find out, all right, our end goal is to get you into the new property or a, a property that's great for you. So I need to know where we're starting from so I can better advise you, tell you about down payment assistance programs, tell you about all the different programs that are out there. Now, it depends on what loan product FHA. You can we'll fund an FHA loan with a 600 FICO score, uh, but obviously we have to provide income. We have to provide some assets. But that property, that duplex, if you're going to live in it, would qualify for our grant program uh, with no down payment. So it all depends on where we're starting from. And I think what you need to do is talk to a lender or, or go to my website, reallifelending.com, and complete an application, do a little homework, learn about me, and uh, feel free to holler at me after the show. But what questions can we answer today on the air? So, I mean, are there programs for uh, you know, people that are disabled? My husband's disabled. Absolutely. Is he a veteran by any chance? No. Okay. Darn it. The, well, I know. Uh, it but all depends on what type of... My dad is a veteran, <laughs> and he would, he would like to buy something. You know, we can go in together. So, sure. know, I have that. <laughs> Well, the, you know, veteran loans, the only borrowers, unfortunately, on a, vet, on a VA loan are a husband and a spouse. But okay. maybe we can use him as like a non-occupied co-borrower on, you know, the new Home Ready program by Fannie Mae is a, is a great program that allows for, uh, uh, you know, lower credit, FICO credit scores and uh, higher debt-to-income ratios. And it's not an FHA loan, and I think that's a great thing to talk about after the call, where it, it, the mortgage insurance will fall off. So... The answer is yes. I work with a lot of fixed income people, uh, but again, it's all about where we're starting from, and okay. and I think that that's a that's a great place. Uh, and, and this is a great question because I know there's listeners out there that are kind of confused, not sure what they qualify for, what programs are available. And I want to thank you for calling because that's a that's a great question to get everybody thinking about what the next step is. Absolutely. 
So if I want to talk with Jessica, I, how do I call her? <laughs> Jessica, how does somebody get a hold of you? Oh, thank you. Good question, Jessica Alicia. Needs, Jessica yeah. needs her own show. Uh, 916-532-8916. 916-532-8916. You can call or text me. Or, Alicia, you can go to reallifelending.com, shoot me an email, and I'll make sure you get uh, Jessica's e- uh, contact information as well. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you for the call. Well, thanks for listening. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, hey, Jessica. Um, this is a good question because people are out there and they don't know where to start. And uh, we got a text question from a veteran kind of in between that call. And it says he just got out of active duty uh, thinking about buying his first house. How does he start? Um, and it's a, it's a great question, and it's something uh, that is really as simple as sending me your DD-214. And what we'll do is we'll contact the VA, we'll, and the DD-214 is your discharge summary. It tells okay. me where you're at, what, what you, uh, what you, when you left, what your guarantee was. And what we'll do is we'll get a certificate of eligibility through the Veterans Administration for you. You don't have to spend two hours on the 800 number waiting. Uh, we have a backdoor portal. We can actually get that done for you. And then a simple application will help us find out again where your starting point is. And a VA loan is, is I think, is one of the best loans uh, in the industry. It is the least defaulted loan, the best performing loan, the best interest rates, 100% financing, no down payment. And if you're active duty, reserve, ex-military, uh, you really need to give us a call and we'll get you pre-approved. And I think that's really important because I know we love working with veterans, right? Yes. And I think after the after the break, I want to ask you a question about, as an agent's perspective, getting in, in a veteran, a VA offer accepted. Ooh, I know there's some stigma I've got about ideas. that. Okay, great, folks. I want to thank everybody for listening to Real Life Lending. Great call. Give us a call, 925-203-5808. Keep them coming in. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. My name is Eric McKay. I'm here with Jessica Couch, and we're talking real estate. We've got some great calls, great text questions. We want to thank everybody. Again, 925-203-5808, 925-203-5808. And we got another text question in. But before that, I want to, we kind of, at the last break, we were kind of talking about the, the question from the veteran who's oh, asking how right. to start. Yeah. And I know that, uh, especially agents that are, are maybe older, and that's not you, but uh, have, there was a stigma to getting a VA offer accepted because there are certain things called a VA non-allowable, meaning that certain fees that the veteran can't pay for. Okay. And, you know, I've always covered those with lender credits, or I know you're willing to provide an agent credit to cover those things. But that's not really the case. It really shouldn't. Sellers should really not turn away from a VA buyer. Well, I think another part of the problem is, I know in the Bay Area, this isn't an issue. But here in, you know, this tri-county area, people don't do things the same way where you're up, you do all of your disclosures and your um, inspections up front, which is the way it should be, by the way. It should be that way. But for some reason, it's not customary in tri-county. It's the way I do things up front. So when I list a property, I get disclosures up front. I do inspections up front. I know what the buyer's in for. Most agents don't do that and they don't want to do that. So when I bring in a VA buyer, they don't know what's on the other side. They don't know what inspections will be. They don't know what their seller's going to part with. They didn't do the work up front. So that, a couple you're working with right now for their refinance, for Mm -hmm. their VA, I got them a house first day on the market. We showed up, it was VA, and I said, we're not going to ask you to do a thing. I provided the buyer with a credit of up to $1,000. Our whole pest report and roof cert ended up being 750. I was able to cover all of it. Seller was happy. Buyer was thrilled. And now they have a mad amount of equity in their property. Right. Um, they're taking some, they're getting rid of about $600 a month worth of debt. 
going from a mid four to a mid threes interest rate and, and payments not changing at all. That's so uh, awesome. So, and again, I got to tell you, if, if you, the, the v, veterans loans are offer a IRRL, it's an interest rate reduction loan. It's kind of a streamlined, no appraisal, no income call, uh, documentation required. If you're paying over 4% on your VA loan, you need to give me a call. 925-203-5808. Quick, easy. We'll definitely save you some money and, and be happy to put together something that's specific for you. Uh, uh, some type of, uh, 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 estimate of how much money you're actually going to save each month, because especially in the Bay Area. But you know, I just thought of something. Alicia called earlier about mm-hmm. you know limited income, looking to buy. You know, what do we sell those folks? Multi unit, right? Right. Become a investor, a homeowner, and a landlord in one. That's in right, one purchase. Alicia. And a lot of the Bay Area people call and say, "Well, you know, Eric, I, I know the loan limits. They think it's four seventeen, you know, or or six twenty five five hundred in the Bay Area for high balance, and that's both Fannie Mae, our conventional loans, and FHA." But do you know what? It's different for multi-units. Right. Do you know what the multi-unit loan limits are no, in the Bay tell. Area? Um, one unit, 625500 But if you go to a two-unit, $800,775. Wow. Now, if you want to buy a three-unit and live in it, you can go up to $967,950. Four-unit, $1.2 million. Wow. So you can identify those properties in the Bay Area and still become those three things, a landlord, a property owner, and an investor uh, in 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 one 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 transaction. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't think about that. They look right. at the smaller loan limits. But you probably find a nice four unit for $1.2 million. We just talked about one a week ago on the show. There was one. I couldn't pull up the address. Right. I mean, I, I couldn't pull the address out of the top of my head. But there is something listed currently. It's in the million-dollar mark, and it is four units. And that will fall under FHA, folks, 3.5%. On a $1.2 million amazing. property. So again, uh, these are things that aren't talked about uh, in, in normal conversation in our industry. But again, you can buy a four unit, live in one of them, use the other three future rents to help you qualify. Great way for people on limited income. Right. Uh, and, and purchase a $1.2 million property and move in. That's amazing. Yeah. Build your own retirement. Uh, hey, best day of the month and to list your home. There's something that came out um which I'm not sure I believe it says spring is officially sprung, but the spring housing market started about a month ago. Would you agree with that? I absolutely would. Uh, supply of homes, not even close to demand. Com- competition's fierce. We all know that. And it's a seller's market, but what's the best time to sell? What would you tie- figure the best time to list your market? I would say March 15th. This says early May, May. because people are frustrated early in the season. Would you agree with that? Well, I think Maybe some buyers are frustrated because we're still very much in a they, seller's market uh, uh, with limited inventory. But May, really? Well, this is kind of a pre- the, the preface of this article, and this is what we love to talk about because I can find two articles that contradict each other. It's printed on the same day in our right. industry, right? So that's what this show is all about because uh, everything's open to perception. But uh, they figure early May, you know, inventory is so tight. Home buyers are, are ha- put in multiple offers the first couple months. They're getting frustrated. Um, and 9% fewer homes this buying scene compared with a year ago. So listing in early May results in house selling 18 days faster. And this is according to Zillow. So Zillow's wow. run their numbers based on console, but we all know how behind, how far back behind Zillow is as far as updating right, their, right, right. their information. So that's, that's what really uh, is important to understand. Uh, looks like we have Denise Williams on the phone. Hi, Denise. Welcome to Real Life Lending. I know you've got a property to share with us. Hi, Eric. How you doing? I'm doing well. We've got a couple minutes to talk about your your property. Tell us about it. I sure will. So this property is not on the market just yet, but it will be hitting the market the next couple days. Um, It is a really cute, light and bright house in central Auburn. It's close to everything. 
There's uh, parks around the corner, um, schools that are great, and it is listed for three thirty nine nine. So three bedroom, two bath home. It's been completely um, painted inside, ready to go. Carpets have been cleaned. It, it's really, really sweet little place. It's um, oak cabinets, nice kitchen, open family room, separate living room. I just, it's going to go really fast, so I wanted to let your viewers know about it, or your listeners know. Sorry. And and what's the uh, what's the purchase price? Three thirty nine nine, which is an excellent price for this size home in Auburn. It's just under sixteen hundred square feet. It does have a, a beautiful sunroom off the back that's permitted. That's part of the square footage. So it's a very nice, you know, good starter home, or it could be an investor home if someone wanted to have it as a rental. It had been rented the last few years. Um, my client is is selling. Uh, she had rented it, and she's selling it now. And that's a great gold country property. And, you know, that qualifies for USDA financing in Auburn, 100% financing, no down payment, very small mortgage insurance payment. Um, Denise, yeah, how does somebody get a hold of you if they want to see this property? I would be happy to show the property to them. You can just reach me on my cell phone, 530-401-7176. I also have a website, my name, denisewilliams.com, and I spell my name with a C, like Denise. <laughs> so it's denisewilliams.com, or you can call myself, 530-401-7176. Well, thanks, Denise. We appreciate you calling in. Thank you so much, Eric. All right, folks, give Denise a call. I love that community up there. Auburn's great. It's in, on the way to Tahoe up 80, and it's it's quiet. And, again, it qualifies for USDA financing. And Yes, it's just what you see stamped on the side of your beef, USDA. It's just a government, other uh, insured uh, product uh, that's insured by the USDA, basically for rural counties with uh, population, uh, limited population, and it's a great product. I we love use that product. Yeah, I used this with a couple about a year ago, and they were able to save their down payment, fix up their entire house, and they now have $85,000 of equity. One Absolutely. year. I've got another client, same thing. Um, so listen, um, I know we've got a lot of text questions coming in. I'm sorry, folks. It's been a busy, busy night. I think we're coming up on a break. When we come back, I want to get to some of the other questions. Jessica, I know I want to make sure everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Uh, while you're listening to Real Life Lending here on AM 1220 KDOW. We are your Northern California show for what's new and true in mortgage finance. And give us a call. We have one more segment left with your questions. 925-203-5808. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Lending Wake Up. Stay on the road. I want to thank everybody for listening. I know you guys have other choices, but uh, I've been on for almost three and a half years, Jessica. So thank you for keeping me on the air. Uh, this place is all about you. The show is all about you, the consumer, and we love to answer the questions. Thanks for all the calls and text questions. Uh, Jessica, I want to make sure we give out your name and number one a couple more times. How does somebody get a hold of you? If you're looking for a $99,000 duplex, you would call <laughs> or text 916-532-8916. Hey, I got a quick question that came in. It says, I want to purchase my parents' home. Is that allowed? How is it different from a regular sale? Uh, down payment, will I need it? That's a good question because I think that uh, it comes up more and more. You know, I'm seeing it all out, the time. Parents are outgrowing. They they're, 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 they want to downsize. They're, they want to help their child buy the house, take care of the grandkids. Um, and the way we can structure that is is fairly simple. It can be a gift of equity for the down. And, and contrary to popular belief, your parents can sell you that house for whatever price they want. So it doesn't have to be market. They can sell it to you for whatever they want, their loan payoff or whatever uh, profit they want to uh, see out of it. And what we'll do is we'll structure it 
conventional with 20% down. We'll do a gift of equity for 20% down. I'm doing one right now. We did a gift of equity. We set the price so uh, the parent's loan would be paid off. And then we gave a 6% seller credit for closing costs. So he basically purchased his parent's house, didn't come to the table with a dime. And as long as it's structured correctly, uh, when we obviously, I always encourage to make sure that you use an agent to make sure it's done in a professional manner. And I know that you do that as well for, for those for as well. nothing for, you know, a cup of peanuts. I just want to make sure that things are done correctly sure. and keep everybody out of any problems down the line. Uh, we'll use a title company and, and, and so uh, you know, everybody's insured and, but it's done just like a conventional loan. Uh, and you know, depending on your your loan structure and what program you use and the size of the property, uh, there's it, but it's definitely the same as qualifying for any other loan. But we just get a gift letter for the gift of equity and then another one for the uh, the closing costs, and it can be seamless. And it really is as simple as that. And that's a great question because we get it. Like you said, we're seeing it more and more. Right. Well, and I'm I'm helping a um, a new referred friend. A friend referred her friend who's become a friend as well, and she wanted to sell her house. Would have sold in an instant, but she really wanted to sell it to a longtime friend that helped her fix up the house when she bought it years ago. So it's a deal just between friends. I'm able to help them for next to nothing, and everybody wins here. So we would have had multiple bids on that house in minutes. Um, here's another one. Um, says Eric, I'm looking to purchase, and I've spoken to another lender. How much should closing cost be for a purchase? That's a good question. That is. Um, and that's kind of a, a question without knowing the circumstance. Uh, I always talk about rate, right? And I always say, don't get focused on the rate. Get focused on the APR. Right. APR is what you're really paying for that home. But, you know, a purchase will, will include, let's say a $400,000 purchase will include taxes, uh, insurance, uh, escrow, title, and setting up your impounds for taxes and insurance. Um, you might have small lender fees with no points, processing and underwriting. Um, and depending on if you're impounding your tax and insurance, how much they'll be collecting uh, for that. But, you know, a $400,000 house can have, you know, you have, de- closing costs are not necessarily costs. Some of them are prepaid, like, right. like prepaid insurance, prepaid taxes, 12 months of insurance, and then another two to set up your impound account, depending on the time of the year, two to six months of property tax, which can be four thousand dollars by itself you know right. transaction so the 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 uh total of uh uh closing costs and prepaid is eight nine thousand dollars depending on purchase price uh but you know what those are i offer all of our listeners to to send me those statements and i'll tell you exactly whether it's market or not a uh, good question and i know maybe i didn't answer it correctly but uh, thoroughly but it's kind of subject to your own purchase well, and I, I appreciate that because how often do we get somebody that we end up needing to bump up purchase price or they need to put to more down costs. for Absolutely. some reason than they need closing costs? Absolutely. Good question. Jessica, we got 30 seconds left. Again, Jessica Couch, Realtor Extraordinaire with Allison James. How does somebody get a hold of you? 916-532-8916. I want to thank everybody for listening uh, today. We've got a lot of questions and thank you, Jessica, for being thank here. Thank you. All right, folks, if you hear anything that interests you today, give me a call. Work with me personally, 925-203-5808. Thank you for listening to Real Life Lending. We'll be back next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.